0: Welcome to this episode of Padre Rosado Podcast. Today's episode will be in English, and it's a recording of last week's homily. I want to say hi to Tanto and all those people from Farsari NYC who listen to this podcast. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area. And all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground, and in response they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on do not sin any more. The Gospel of the Lord. I love today's psalm. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. And how true it is. God gives us so many beautiful things. The gift of our families. The gift of our friends. The gift of being Catholic. He even gives us the gift of Himself. In the Eucharist. Wow. He wants us to be with Him in heaven and that's why He gives us grace. Grace is the gift from God. And specifically in the sacraments we receive sanctifying grace. The grace that helps you and I to become saints. I've mentioned this many times in my other homilies but I'll mention it again because there's still something interesting that happens here now yesterday I was happy at the 4.30 confessions two people showed up two is better than none whoa and at the 6.30 confessions oh my goodness I was there for over an hour that was great I was tired but it was good now as we all know the 6.30 confessions are the Spanish confessions but guess what Everybody who hears confessions in Spanish, we speak English too. So it can't be that the Hispanics are uh, bigger sinners, right? It's good to make often use of this beautiful gift that God has given us, the gift of the sacrament of reconciliation where we too can experience God's love and God's mercy as we see it here in today's gospel. Could you imagine? Notice it says the woman... Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery, right? Now, to commit adultery, doesn't it take two people? Where's the guy? Notice they only bring the women. Only the woman is there. And they want to stone her to death. That's what they want to do. They want to throw rocks at her until she is dead. Now, I don't know about you, but I've played baseball before and getting hit by the pitch, when the baseball hits you, whoo, That hurts. It hurts a lot. I remember one time, gosh, I was 17 years old. And uh, I was up to bat, and this guy threw like an 80 mile an hour fastball and hit me right in the elbow. And my elbow quickly swelled up. And the coach said, Do you want me to take you out of the game? I said, No way. I just got hit by the ball. I'm on the base. I want to stay on base. You know, I want to keep playing. I took that hit for right, you know I want to keep going i don't want to put ice on it i 'll put ice on it later, but man, that hurt, and the baseball is nice and smooth, except for the uh the seams. so could you imagine a rock? Those rocks are nice and smooth, they have jagged edges, not only do they hurt, but they cut you too. And imagine this poor lady, how embarrassed she must have been. It says that she was caught in the very act of committing adultery. So it's bad enough that she got caught, but now she's being brought in front of everyone to be stoned to death. This must have been the worst. This must have been so horrendous and horrible for this poor woman. And notice, they try to test jesus and that doesn't work if we fight with god and jesus is god right we fight with god we will lose so look at his beautiful words let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her and obviously everybody sins so no one threw the stone at her and then finally when it's just jesus right We could hear you talking on the phone. It's better if you take it outside. So when it's Jesus, right? So when it's Jesus, he is God. He has no sin. So he could throw the rock in theory, right? But he doesn't. He doesn't throw the rock. Could you imagine? What does he do instead? Has no one condemned you? Neither do I condemn you. Go from now on. Do not sin anymore. He lets her go. He completely forgives her. My friends, that mercy is also for you and for me. When we go to the sacrament of reconciliation, it is for you and for me. How beautiful, right? Oh my goodness. But here within the gospel, we can also relate it to today. This woman was caught in adultery. She sinned against the Sixth Commandment. But there's so many ways to sin against the Sixth Commandment besides adultery. There's also fornication, right? You could sin against the Sixth Commandment with others or by yourself, which is also a sin, right? And oh my goodness, today I think it's rampant, right? You ask someone, where were you married? Oh no, Father, we're not married yet. Yet they live together and they have five or six kids, right? Well, either there's a lot of Blessed Virgin Mary's walking around or there's something wrong going on here, right? A lot of sin. Of course, we baptize those babies anyway and they're cute and we love them, right? Cute little babies. But that brings me to another tragedy, especially here in the United States of America. And thank God that we are here in this country, you know? I love this country. I love my country. I remember when I was in Peru, there was a section where they didn't have running water. There was no no light. We celebrated Mass in a chapel with no roof. Can you imagine? No roof. And the children there, some of them only ate once a day at a communal kitchen. And you should have seen those kids asking for fruit, right? They were so excited to receive a piece of fruit. And when there was no fruit, they were disappointed. American kids asked for candy. Peruvian kids over there were asking for fruit. So then I went to the, I found a local candy store. And I bought $50 worth of candy. They thought that was a big deal, right? Oh my goodness, $50, are you crazy? I said, no, that's not crazy in the U.S., right? So that day... I gave all the kids candy and they were so happy. It was really easy evangelization. All you had to do was show up and tell them that Jesus loved them and that's it, right? It was easy evangelization over there. Then in the Dominican Republic, I remember we also went to places where there was no... People's houses didn't have floors. There was no light, also no water in certain places. Man, so in this country, we're blessed. We have water, we have fruits, we have floors... Man, we are blessed to be here in this country, right? How many good things that Jesus gives us. But in this country, there's one thing that I don't like. One thing that is horrendous. And yet, when priests or deacons preach about this, we become unpopular. I'm going to preach about it anyway. I don't care if I become unpopular. I want Jesus and his teachings to be popular. And of course, I'm speaking about the murdering of innocent children That happens every day in the United States. That movie, Unplanned, came out. I went to see it on Friday night. It was awesome. It shows the raw truth of the abortion industry. I don't think it should have been rated R. Because there's a lot of worse movies that are PG-13. But whatever, right? That's why they rated it. But oh, such a beautiful movie. It was sad, too. Nobody in the movie theater was eating popcorn. It was quiet. As we watched the film. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you go see it. It's a true story of a woman who was the head of an abortion clinic and she converts. She converts and becomes eventually Catholic. Could you believe it? And what made her convert was seeing and helping out at an abortion in which she saw the baby moving away from the doctor. And oh my goodness. Then she realized that what she was doing was wrong. And you know what happened to her? In the film, she quits and is based on the true story of her life. I think her real name is Abigail Johnson. I don't know, Google it, I forget her real name, but I think that was it. So in the film, at one, a certain point, she quits her job and she is just crying at like 2 3 in the morning. And her husband says, what's wrong? And she said, I participated in the murder of 22,000 babies. Could you imagine 22,000? 22, 22,000. And the husband gave her a hug and said, It's okay because I forgive you because I love you and God loves you and He forgives you too. And she said, How could it be possible? How can God forgive me for that? And the husband says, Because He is God. And how true it is, right? Because He is God. And how beautiful that she had her conversion. She came into the Catholic faith. She came to believe everything that we teach. For example, the fact that, how do you say it in English? In Spanish is anticonceptivos in English. That's funny how I can't remember it now in English. Uh, contraceptives, there we go, that's the word. How we're not supposed to use contraceptives as Catholics because it's a puts a barrier in the marital act that shouldn't be there. She came to believe that. What a huge huge conversion, right? And by the way, those of you who are married, the Archdiocese does teach natural family planning classes. Just call 212-371-1000. If you don't remember, ask me after mass. 212-371-1000. And you can sign up for one of those classes if you wish to. So she came completely around. And now she's a huge champion for the cause of pro-life. Two of the nastiest things here in Spring Valley, Horrible things in Spring Valley. On 59th Street, that video store that doesn't really sell any good videos, you know the one I'm talking about by the gas station? Oh my goodness. I can't believe that was there. I can't believe that's still open. Like, really? Oh my goodness. That's also a sin against the the Sixth Commandment to watch those things, right? We can't do that. We're Catholic. Oh my goodness. And then the second thing, that Planned Parenthood that's by like... I know there's an underpass that heads over there and it's by the, uh, by the little mall area by where Target is. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe that that is there. And I love driving by and see the people from 40 Days for Life praying. I honk at them all the time. i like, yeah, mm. hopefully one day that will close down, right? Oh my goodness. But this is the raw truth. Sometimes we as Catholics tend to forget that hell is a real place. Mortal sin separates us from the grace of God, and he or she who dies in mortal sin could merit the pains of hell. And that makes me very unpopular to say, but it is true. Jesus himself says it in the scriptures. The good news for me and for you is that God wants us to be in heaven even more than what we want to be in heaven. That's cool, right? The good news for me and for you is that we have a loving, forgiving God who gives us the beautiful sacrament Of reconciliation. The good news for me and for you is that in this parish, there's confessions three times on a Saturday in whatever language you speak. You want to go to confession in Creole? We have priests who speak Creole. You want to go in French? We have priests who speak French. You want to go in English? We all speak English. And if you want to go in in uh, Espanol, three out of four of three out of five of us speak Espanol. Man, so not only do we get to go to confession, but we get to go in the language we want. Man, we are blessed in this parish. We truly are blessed. I want to tell you of other people who had huge conversions. St. Margaret of Cretona, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. There's some men who are called womanizers. She was a manizer. She used to love to sin with men. She even leaves her dad to go live with her boyfriend. And it's after her boyfriend dies that she begins to think about his immortal soul and about her own immortal soul. And she has a rough time at it, but she converts and comes back to the faith and everybody thought she was lying. And today, she is St. Margaret of Cretona. There was this other guy who is a saint now. He was a womanizer. His mom prayed 20 years 20 years for his conversion. Could you believe it? 20 years. But he converted. He came back to God. Today we know him as Saint Augustine of Hippo. And of course, there was a murderer. He loved killing Christians for their belief in Jesus. And today we know him better as Saint Paul. All these huge sinners come back to God. And God forgives them. Today in the world, being Catholic is difficult. The world asks us to do things that are immoral and unpopular. One thing I don't understand is how Catholics could vote for politicians who are for the murdering of innocent children. I personally never ever vote for a politician who is for the murdering of innocent children. One time I lived in a town in which neither candidate believed in the sanctity of life. So you know what I did? I put a protest vote. You know how they always have the write-in votes? I wrote in, and I put the name of a 90-something-year-old parishioner there. And then I saw the man, I said, Al, I voted for you. He said, but I'm not running. I said, but yeah, you're the only pro-life guy here, so I voted for you. Because I didn't want any one of the other two, so I just put in a little protest vote. I'm not speaking about either political party. I don't care what political party people belong to. It is horrendous that some of these politicians say that little babies are no longer human. Could you imagine? And now some people are trying to say that babies who are born alive after an abortion is botched are not human either. Could you believe it? I love cute little babies. This afternoon, I went over to a birthday party of one of our parishioners who turned 50. And there was a nice little dog there and I was playing with the little dog and he was so cute and I was petting him, his name is Toby. And oh, I was petting Toby and then we were, we were playing monkey in the middle with Toby. It was so much fun. But then somebody came in with a baby. Oh, and I got to hold the cute little baby. And I told them, I love dogs, but babies are cuter and babies are better. Oh, look at this little baby there. Oh, he was so cute. I didn't catch his name. Might have held him for like 10 minutes until somebody else took the child. And oh, how beautiful. How beautiful are oh, the little babies. And then statistics show that 25% approximately of women have suffered that pain. But there is help and hope. There's forgiveness for those women too. And one of the greatest resources is the Sisters of Life. The Sisters of Life have retreats of healing for people who suffer from lost motherhood or lost fatherhood. And they help people to come to healing. And of course, they have priests available for confession. So they can receive sacramental healing as well. And oh, what a beautiful gift we have. We have a God that loves us so much. He wants us to be in heaven with Him forever. Today, somebody asked me, Father, what happens to all those little babies who die before being baptized? So I ask that person, do we have a loving God? Yes. So would a loving God condemn a little baby who through no fault of their own died or was murdered? No. Exactly, so there's our answer. I have what we call baptism of desire. Of course, we should baptize our babies within a month of their birth, but sometimes it happens. One time I went to a hospital and there was this cute little six-month-old baby. It was the saddest thing I've ever had to do as a priest. They called me over that the baby had died in the hospital. And as I went over there, the nurses were usually professional and, you know, they see a whole bunch of stuff. They had sad faces and they said, Oh, Father, thank you for coming. The security guard, when I mentioned which room I was going to, said, Father, don't even worry about signing in. Just get over there as quick as you can. Everybody already knew what I was walking into. And then when I got there, the little baby was in a crib, and the little baby was still so cute, right? And as I got there, you know, there, sacraments are for the living, so there's nothing I could do for the baby at that point, right? So I explained to the parents about God's love and God's mercy, how it was not the baby's fault, that he wasn't baptized and that he was sick. And then the saddest part was when I went to bless the little baby's head. Usually, you know, the little baby's head is nice and warm and stuff like that, right? It felt like a rock. Oh, and that, was, that went straight to my heart. I felt so sad. I didn't even know what to say to this poor family there. I just stood there and blessed the body of the little baby, the cute little baby. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I said, wow, how tough it is. And they were so grateful that a priest showed up. I was like, I didn't really do much. I just showed up and, and did a blessing. But they were so grateful that a priest was there. But those little babies are even cute at the moment of conception because they're already at the moment of conception. Little cute babies with little fingers and a little heart. I think after 10 days, the the, the heart starts beating. How cool is that, right? Such cute little babies. So it really is a modern-day genocide in our society. Remember, we have a loving God. What can you and I do? We can pray and we can vote. Right? Those are two things we can do. Pray and vote. Not electing politicians who are for the murdering of innocent children, right? And praying for an end to this human atrocity. Oh man, we do have a lot of gifts. Could you imagine? As Catholics, we belong to the church that was founded by Jesus himself. Other religions were founded by men or women, Right? Our faith was founded by the true and living God, the one true God, the only God, who loves you so much, and me too, that he comes here to unite himself with us so that we can have a foretaste of heaven. Remember today's song. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy.